Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. All the boys are here. All the boys are here. Rushforth, Mr. Napolitano. Good morning. Uh, What about Mr. Tilly? You say hi to Greg too or what? Gregory, does he still get a mister? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Hey, Dilly, how are you? <laughs> Good morning, guys. And even got hey, that haircut and everything. Look, he's looking good and sharp. I know, and he's not even on camera. You should go and get in the shot right <laughs> yeah. now. Get in, get in on camera. And now uh, he videos you every Saturday. He does. And what happens to that video? Uh, well, I'll let Greg tell Archived. you what happens to it. Archived. Well, it go- <laughs> Black it, all, it all goes to Jocelyn. <laughs> she cuts it up into a bunch of clips for but social where does media. It go to? And then we put together a full episode of it, which uh, gets posted up on YouTube as well. Yeah, YouTube, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, uh, all those places. goes everywhere. So, yeah. so if I want to find it, what do I search? You're going to go on our Instagram page. Yep. You're going to go on our Facebook page. And you're going to go on our YouTube channel. And what do they call it? It's all Paul Rushforth Real Estate. All Paul Rushforth Real Estate. Good branding. You can Good tell branding. Steve's age, right? You can tell Steve's age. Well, I think Instagram. What's, I think what's what Steve that? is I'm trying asking to, for a friend. What, I think what Steve was trying to do is get me to tell people where exactly. they could find it. It's yes, Paul Rushworth Real Estate. Uh, Joss does a really good job on social media, and so she uses all these clips and um, she cuts it up. And Greg also, we also post the full video and we send it out to our, our database as well. Nice. So you'll never miss a show between the podcast and now we uh, now Steve. He cuts us out. Here's just the so deal. You know. Here's he cuts the, us yeah, out. Here's the deal. You only hear Paul. You won't be seeing Frank, and That's you won't be true. seeing me. <laughs> you'll be seeing Paul. 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 Isn't it all about me, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys are lucky to be on my show. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Viewership goes down, though. He doesn't realize unless we're on there. Viewership is. Well, we tried. Remember, we tried. We put the camera up in the corner there, and it was just terrible. Like the sound was bad. The the audio looked terrible. Like, I mean the. Just wasn't good. Oh, I thought it was just that we didn't want to be associated with yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. Sure. Instead of Greg sitting and enjoying the show, maybe he could stand and just you know, just scan yeah, around. Yeah, do a little panning. Come on, get a couple of cameras in here, yeah. some split action, you know? <laughs> Put a little green guys, screen behind us. Guys, Put us wherever you want. We're trying to get viewers. That's oh, not getting no. us viewers, you know. But <laughs> no. I can tell you what, what he does record what we do in the intermissions though. So what do you oh. want us to what do we do with that? So our yeah. life is over. Then. Yeah, yeah. We won't post that anywhere. We get next week we'll get Frank to wear his capris. <clears throat> oh. I don't do capris, but anyway, Greg was videoing a couple of weeks ago he called you. Yeah. Very close to my house, which a house that you listed, and yeah. I said to him, he's wasting his time. All he has to do is steps from Frank Napolitano's house, and it sold for how much over? We did put that in the write-up. And how much How much did it sell over? Oh, well over. Thank well you. over. And at the time, where homes weren't really going over asking, but yeah, we put in the write-up that you, have, by the way, if you do buy this house, you have been approved by Frank to live in Stittsville, <laughs> and two, you get to be his neighbor and see him in his... It's probably the easiest approval Frank can do these days. Yes. Yeah. Not, Not easy. easier, is it? I'll tell you, it's never been so difficult to qualify for a mortgage, and it's getting – it's so wrong on many fronts. So I had a client that called me and said, Frank, like we're struggling. Our mortgage is up for renewal. We're down to a 13-year amortization. Will the bank increase our amortization back to 25 based on the fact that our payments are going up? And and the bank said, no, you got to requalify. It's like, <laughs> What? They're not borrowing any extra money. All they want to do is re-amortize. I get it if there's an administration charge to do it. And I said they should charge an administration charge because they have to re-register it for, you know, it's now got a 13-year expiry date. Re-register it to 25 and just do it. You're not changing anything. Nope, they wouldn't do it at all unless he he had to re-qualify pay stubs, letters, 
not borrowing any more money. But that's the word now is that in the next two to three years, this is going to be the norm because people are in the ditch for 30, 35, 40 or amortizations that they're yes. going to have to requalify with their own bank. Yes. So this is where OSF, well, not on renewals, generally speaking. No, but this is what they're saying might happen renewals. in the next two to three yes. years. On a renewal, you have to qualify all over yep. again. Yep. So OSFI came down with their ruling. Thank God they didn't change any of the mortgage rules. But what they did change this week is the capital requirements that the banks require to fund mortgages. So- uh, there's a couple of banks that are right on that border. They have until November to get to get it where it needs to be. So you'll probably see, again, as bad as it is right now, I think you'll likely see over the next three or four months a couple of banks raise their interest rates on mortgages basically to detract people from doing mortgages with them or if they're going to do the mortgages with them. It's going to cost them more and they're hoping for loyalty from the customer base or that they don't qualify anywhere else. Because they need to bring up their capital requirements and bring down their mortgage portfolio. So, you know, we've seen one bank do it in our channel right now, and uh, they've been out of market for the whole year. Um, now, their capital requirement is good, but they've got a CEO that wants to make it even better. So that's what they've done is just price themselves out of market. They cross their fingers and they hope that their customers are loyal, which unfortunately Canadians are loyal when it comes to their banks. And for some reason, they believe what their banks tell them. So... Uh, it's disappointing because I think Canadians are spending thousands of dollars more than it, than they need to be on their mortgages just because they're being loyal to the banks who are making billions of dollars. What are the odds all the major banks are going to end up doing this? Well, again, they all f- seem to follow suit. No yeah. different than oil companies, That's no different than anything else. Yeah. They all seem to follow suit. So you know, if one bank can, can get away with doing it, then the other bank will say, wow, look at the profit mm-hmm. margins. Let's do it as well. Why, why don't we all do it as well? So. It's uh, it's not good for Canadians. Again, when these things start to happen, uh, the problem is that Canadians pay the price for it. The hardworking Canadians pay for it. Well, we're already seeing it, even with that last rate increase and potentially another one, one more. coming in July. One more coming, I think. We've, we've, we've already seen the real estate market slow down. I mean, I feel like our listings are going through the roof right now, but our sales are, I mean, we had an amazing May. We're having a very good June, but it still feels slower. Ever since the rate announcement, it just... It's almost like there's so many buyers that have taken themselves out of the market. There's buyers who, you know, potentially were on the on the cusp of buying who are just not going to buy anymore. They're going to hold on to see what's happening with rates. And I remember saying last year that I believe the rates will will be down quite a bit by the, this time, you know, by this time this year. And it's, it hasn't come to fruition. So it's scary to see what's going to happen with rates. And if you they slow down this real estate market anymore, we're going to have some people who are a little bit underwater. You can say that for next year. And I think you might be right. I, I, I really think that we are... We're on the cusp of that recession. Now, again, some economists are predicting a soft landing. Others are saying it's going to be a little more aggressive than what they're – but again, I mean, you know, I had a client that wrote me and said, Frank, my bank thinks I should change from a variable to the fixed and because they're going to raise it again. That's what their economist says. And I wrote him back and I said, but, you're, but their economist also in January said that was the last rate increase. So, again, I mean, it's an ever-changing – uh, Tiff Macklem doesn't even know what he's doing from month to month. Now, it looks like the inflation number is going to come down. The inflation numbers come out on Wednesday, and it looks like it might actually go below 4%. Yeah, but retail is up. Predicting. Retail's up. But again, uh, you know, if the food prices come down and, you know, the other thing that's going to hurt us is the fact that home sheltering costs are up, obviously, from a year ago. We're talking about another carbon tax at, what did I read, 14 cents or something being added to gas prices on July 1st, happy Canada Day, everyone, 14 cents on your gas prices. So so everything that they're doing to try and bring inflation down, they, it's counterproductive because the government is doing everything to bring it back up. And, you know, it's the seesaw battle that 
seems to be never ending because otherwise we should be in a recession. I'll tell you, Canadians are hurting. A lot of people that I talk to, and Ottawa is a pretty stable market on job front, on real estate, on many fronts. And yet, there's a lot of people I'm talking to that are saying, "We're doing what? Like we're our income is 150 to 200." Boy, I'll tell you, like it's tough some weeks. Some yeah. weeks it's really, really tough because yeah. the cost of everything is so expensive out there. I know, I know people who are you know making six figures that I chat with them, and they're like, "I'm living paycheck to paycheck." And I'm just like, it's so just- wrong. It's, it is wrong. I mean, six figures used to be a massive number. Now you're living paycheck to paycheck with six figures. It's it's crazy right now. And it's, you know, they're raising the interest rates to try curb this inflation. It's government spending that's doing all this. I mean, they need to curb that. That's going to help with inflation. It's, uh, it's, we said it last week. We've been saying it for a long time now. It's very, very hard to live in, in this climate right now. Very hard with costs the way they are. I looked up disposable income in the dictionary and I went, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is disposable income? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Something that used to happen 10 years ago. Yeah. I just dispose of all my income. That's what I think that's, it means. That's yeah. how it feels yeah. to yeah. most it, people. It does. It does. And, and, you know, Frank, you said just before we get on the air that you think on July 12th, they will raise another quarter point. That's going to be ugly. That's well, you know who's really feeling it too is businesses, 100%. businesses that, that businesses that own because I mean you know oh, commer- lines of credit. Well, commercial mortgages are always a little bit higher, right? And you know, I mean, I know my commercial mortgage now is almost nine percent. I'm in I'm in the eights for my commercial mortgage, and you know, usually when you have a commercial mortgage in a building like that, your your mortgage isn't at thirty grand. You know, it's at a lot, lot more than that. And those I've seen my my Canada office, I've seen my payments go up thirty five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, from a Canada office, and it's and you raise the rent, right? What's that? You raise the rent to your tenant, right? Well, they're they're always locked in for a term. No, that's right? my point. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Yeah, like, like it's your extra cost. Yeah. Like uh, you know, like in, that's where you pay the price. Yeah, in fact, it you, comes out of your pocket. It, in fact, what's happening right now in the commercial market is there's a lot of vacancies because people are not coming back to work, right? So a lot of tenants, i.e., my tenant in, the, in my Canada building, tried to take advantage of that and say, you know what, we're struggling. We need to, you know, we need to lower our rents and stuff like that when when their rent came due. And I was like, listen, I'm not, I'm not Costco. I'm Paul Rushforth. Like, I, I can't lower your rents. You're a then you have to eat it. And meantime, your, your costs my costs go up, have gone yeah. up. My costs have gone up. Their, their rent now is stable for the next five years. But my costs are I've always they're skyrocketed. So I think this is going to be damning on businesses as well. People who are already hurting because of what happened during COVID, and now they've raised these rates. You know, think about what's gone on in Ottawa over the last six years since 2017, when we've had tornadoes rip through. We've had floods. Uh, we've had interest rates, we've had COVID, we've had real estate markets, which has just gone skyrocketing. It's been a busy six years, busy yeah. six years here in Ottawa. It really has. But I'm, but I'm curious what happens in the next year or two, because well, every time these rates go up, it's yeah, yeah. that much longer before they come down. This, again. City, exactly. this city needs more mixed-use buildings. That's what they need. And I like some of these condos that they're building yep. where the main floor and the first two floors are commercial and then you've got you you want to build more places, especially for first time home buyers. Those condos are perfect to get into the real estate market. We need more of those. Hundred percent. As long as they keep the condos reasonable, the condo fees reasonable, and they keep the cost reasonable. Listen, if you're if they're selling five hundred square feet for six hundred thousand, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. But that's what they will be selling. I know. For. But that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's there's got to be greed in there. There's got to be a lot of profit in there. Yeah, but they'll only sell that if the market bears it, right? If, they, right. if nobody wants to spend 600. But that's grand. why they're not building them because they don't think the, the people are going to buy them. So right now they've just put their foot on the brake and say, you know what? They're not going to sell. Why would we build these? And you know, a builder who does a mixed use, I know we have to go to break here, Steve, but I know a builder who, who builds these mixed uses with commercial on the bottom, commercial tenants on the bottom, 
that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. The, the money is in the commercial on the bottom. For so, sure. I mean, they could afford then to lower the price of the actual condos that they live in by getting what they're getting on the bottom. I mean, I, I know in Toronto, that's very, very prevalent where they have commercial on the bottom and residential up top, and it's, it's profitable. Very yeah, profitable. You'll see our height restrictions go by the wayside, too. Potentially. you got to build up. Well, in some it. neighborhoods, I think it's okay. I mean, you can't do that in every neighborhood. But if you, if you assign certain neighborhoods, and listen, look at downtown core. Yeah. It's empty. Perfect place to build some of these things right now and yeah. keep and get the downtown core going. 521 Talk, 521 8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Back with Paul Rushforth and Frank DePaulitano. All right, you said listings have gone up, right? A little bit? They have, yeah. So is this a sign of things to come now? We're going to not have the shortages that we used to because people are holding off? Or the listing's going to start climbing over the next month or two? Well, keep in mind that we're at 3,629 listings on the market right now. That's equivalent back in the prime, back in 2016, 17. That's like equivalent to like a December. Yeah. You know, and here we are in June, bordering on July. So we had 3,629 listings on the market uh, 576 of those are condos. So th- th- that number is starting to rise. If you remember back in 2016, 17, we were at 2,300 condos on the market. So still a lot less than, than where we were. Um, but you know, in the last seven days, there's been 857 listings and only 444 sales. So the listings are starting to, to, to increase. I mean, now when you're looking for comparables, I remember, you know, probably six, seven months ago, maybe eight months ago, I'm looking for comparables in a certain area and there might be three, four, five, six comparables. Now you could get upwards of 25, 30 comparables. So you really have to do your homework. I tell my agents when they go on their, their listing appointments, don't do a a sort of more of a global what's going on in the market. Do more of a a micro, like find out exactly what's going on in that little tiny pocket of the area. Because, you know, if you go into a, I mean, I don't want to mention any areas in case people are listed in those areas, but there's some areas where you can go in and there might be 26 townhomes on the market. And then the neighboring neighborhood next door might only have four. So you really got to do a little bit of micro research when you're going in it's there. It's tough to price then, isn't it? It is tough to price because, you know, everyone still thinks we're in these COVID, you know, the, the COVID where the prices are going through the roof and that, and they're not. And we saw a glimpse of it when they, when they, the, the first rate announcement that was flat, we saw a bit of a glimpse of hope in the market and we started to see prices climb. I mean, keep in mind, we ended the year at 691000 as our average sale price. By the end of January, we're at 612 and we've climbed back, which is nice. Like, you know, we're at the end of May, we're at 655. So we're, we're definitely climbing back. And I think before the last rate announcement, when they, when they raised it a quarter point, I think that number was starting to just go. I'll be very interested to see when the numbers come out. I think the start of June was very strong and I think we're slowly starting to peter out a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think there's, the listings are starting to pile up now. When I say pile up, I mean, in comparison to where we were. But are there more listings because people are, more people are listing their homes or fewer are selling? Uh, it's a bit of both, a bit of both. There's more people listing their home. I, I still think people believe that the spring market is sort of, you know, the April, May, June, and, and really a spring market is Jan, Feb, March, April. That's really what our spring market is. We're now in our summer market and, you know, our summer market, like I mentioned last week is hit or miss. I mean, if people, if we have great weather and people decide to, you know, take a pause in buying and selling then and have vacations and cottage time and that, then we're going to have a, a, a slow summer. 
But are they pausing for that reason, or are they pausing because of interest rates and because yes. if they sell, they've got to get something else? Yeah, I think it's 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 put a dampen, even though it's only a quarter point. And but a quarter point when you're buying a six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollar house is a lot of money. Yeah, but now that's half a point in the last two months. If it goes, if up it on does go, up, it does go up again. That's another half point, and that's enough. That's enough to slow the market right down. So we'll see what happens when that announcement comes out. And I know Frank has said it's very very strong possibility that that they are raising. I think we might have a very slow summer if that's if that's what happens. Because let's be honest, we we've priced the first time home buyers out of the market right now. Yeah. It's just, I mean, prices are starting to rise again. Interest rates are going up. First time home buyers can't afford it, and that's Ottawa. That's Ottawa. Not yeah. to mention the Torontos and Vancouvers. Forget there, about it. There's no forget such about thing. it. <laughs> in, in Toronto and Vancouver, there's no such thing as a first time home buyer. No. They just you, they just can't get into the market. It's it's too too hard. Uh, and I mentioned, I think it was Frank mentioned last week or the week before that parents are on, on kids' mortgages now upwards of 50%. 30%, 30%, right? 30%. Wait, yeah. it's gotten even worse now. The statistics now showing that not only are parents helping their kids with the down payments, now kids <laughs> that bought, first-time home buyers that bought over the last two years, now parents are having to help them with their payments as well. Wow. So it's changing tremendously in this, in this you know, uh, landscape even if they locked into a mortgage it's it's again and i you know and i continually say the mortgage is one aspect of it but there was a time 20 30 years ago where your mortgage was your big big payment and then everything else was kind of minuscule next to it that's changed tremendously over the last seven eight nine years where the mortgage payment is one thing but the cost to maintain a home today have soared way more than the mortgage payments have so what did they used to say the portion of your salary should go to home well, so 44% is what's supposed to go to your – because keep in mind, I mean, this 44% of gross income, depending on one's income, maybe they bring home 60 to 80% of depending on the income bracket they're at. So if somebody's at 60% that's take home and 44% is going to their mortgage and their other debts – there's not a lot left over for anything else. No, but is it even incorporate. 44% anymore? It's, well, that's what you probably, qualify yeah, but, for, but it's tough. Like anybody that comes in and they're qualifying where their TDS is at that 44, you look at what their payment is on their mortgage and you look at what their take-home pay is and it's like, yikes. Like you're not going to be able, if you live you know, a lavish lifestyle where you're going out to restaurants four times a week and you're traveling, you may have to cut back on that. If your rent... Right now it's twenty one hundred, and you're going into a mortgage where the housing costs, with with property taxes and insurance and everything else that goes with it, is now at thirty four hundred. That's thirteen hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Multiply that by twelve, and that's a lot of money. That's fifteen thousand dollars a year. It's costing you more just to to live in Not your to home. Mention the so, upkeep well, and if we, you and, end up buying right, right and, and, so. and and here's here's sort of like the the double edged sword of that too is is first time home buyers are now being forced to rent. Even though there's the rent prices are going through the roof, still cheaper. It's still cheaper, but how are they ever going to get into home ownership when they're paying twenty five, twenty seven, three thousand dollars a month plus their utilities? I mean, just to get the down payment, is j- just just to save for a down payment. It's like I don't know how these first time home buyers once they get into that rent trap. I don't know how they're going to get out of that rent trap. I mean, it, the only thing that would save them is the rates coming down, back down to where they were, prices stabilizing. That's the only way the first-time homebuyers are going to get back into the market. How could that happen? We still have a supply issue. So the builders aren't <laughs> building. We've Our population just hit 40 million last week, and it's going up tremendously every day. So you, you've got a whole bunch of people coming to Canada, and the houses are being built at the same pace that the people are coming to Canada, and our population's growing. 
So to me, that tells me one thing is that, number one, I, if you're a real estate owner, I wouldn't be too worried about real estate values coming down because the likelihood of that happening is pretty slim. What we can have happen is what happened during COVID where prices were going up 20%, 30% a year mm-hmm. because that will price everybody out that's coming. But that's potentially like more likely to happen than house prices coming down. But we do need interest rates to come down just to keep living at an affordable pace where the middle class family can at least live comfortably and not have to carry debt every month just to live in a house or yeah. a home. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, there's no such thing as an extravagant lifestyle if you want to be a homeowner. These Some days. people are, though, because I'll tell you, we haven't reached that peak yet, but you go buy some restaurants that are very high priced, and I can't believe the younger generation that's in there that really don't have the money to be able to do that. Like, it's it's totally, the, the generations are different. Like You know my, why, Frank? It's the millennials. It's, right. the, it's the lifestyle they want Correct. to live, and they would rather skimp on your mom Shelter. and dad would have never done that. No, no, ever, they, ever. They not even to, you for a different while. Priorities. They have it different is. priorities. You know, I mean, I I find it hard too because I'm a foodie. I love going out. To, I love getting dressed up and going out to eat. But I mean, restaurants are super expensive nowadays. By the time you have, you know have, have a couple drinks and 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 a nice meal, you're two four two to four hundred dollars, like depending on you know where you're going. But but yeah, the millennials they would prefer to spend their money on nice meals, yeah. occasions. Um, Things like that rather than mortgages and cars and all that stuff. They'd rather do it that way. And so that's why you're still seeing restaurants packed. And the restaurant owners, their hands are tied. You really look at them. I mean, their costs have gone up. Their rent has gone up because the landlord's interest rates have gone up. So their rents go up. Their cost, hydro, food prices, it's all gone up. They don't have a choice but to pass it on to consumers. Otherwise, they're not in business. And they paid enough of a price during COVID. Yeah, they're still trying to recoup those losses. 521-TALK, 521-8255. Did you say it was going to be a happy segment? Coming this up? one. This, this one, one will be a happy this segment. This going to be the one. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about Frank's Capris or something. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Back with Frank DePolitano and Paul Rushforth to the phones we go and say hello to Mike. Hello, Mike. Mike, you there? Let's see if we can get Mike. There we go. Mike. Mike. We're ready for you now, hello? Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, not bad, you? Yeah? Good. And our technical prowess Good. is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, think we lost. Oh, him. we did. We lose. We lost him, and I didn't touch him. a thing. Wow. Mike's going through a uh, must be driving in bad uh, section of uh, of air quality. Maybe Barhaven. <laughs> Barhaven Manatee is pretty bad for drop calls. I think. Why is that? I don't know. The towers there aren't strong <clears throat> enough, but Barhaven. Uh, it, it just. I don't know. They haven't figured that out for years. I and heard years. Stittsville's very weak too. Yeah, Stittsville. <laughs> well, it's just weak because yes, Stittsville's yes. strong because we're all old, and none of us know how to use. Wi-Fi and stuff. So did that's you why. just call yourself old? Uh, yes, I'm old. I'm sixty. I'm proud of it, yeah. and I'm pretty proud of being sixty. Now, notice none of us have said you look good for sixty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look sixty. It is what it is. I look sixty. I'm okay with it. I actually had I'm a. Okay I had an email this week from someone who who said uh, that I guess it was from one of our our emails that we sent out to our database and said, you know what. 
can you tell Paul that I listened to his show for the first time this week? And it is really funny. They had me in stitches. And I said, this is a real estate mortgage show. It's not a comedy show. <laughs> Apparently there's some comedy to it. I don't know. Yeah, a little uh, bit of comedy. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Got to have fun. Because, yeah. you know, it's it's pretty dry for a lot of people just to talk about real estate Well, if someone told so. you if someone told you 16 years ago you'd be on the radio yeah. every Saturday for 16 years talking about real estate and mortgages, how much can you really talk about real estate and mortgages yeah. in 16 years? Well, a lot's changed, though, right? I yep. mean, we look at Holy the real estate market, and again, you know, we want to talk about positive. I mean, you know, we haven't had a lot of positive. Listen, if you've been a homeowner for the last longer than a year and a half, two years, you've really benefited greatly by the equity in your home. So nobody can deny that. Nobody can take that away. And uh, again, I mean, that's good news. I mean, you've built at least for all the taxes we pay, for all the cost of everything else. If our house is going up fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars a year, it's not the worst thing. At least we've got something that's building for us because it doesn't feel like we're building anywhere else. Everywhere else, it feels like we're faltering. So yeah, well, it's well, just the younger generation. Well, when, yeah. when you go back to twenty eighteen, our average sale price was just over four hundred thousand. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, you that's can't only, get a condo for that. Now. That's only five years ago. You know, like and you, it's now gone up over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So it's. You know, that we, if you bought your house in 2018, 2019, you you're, should be pretty happy right now. Yes, your mortgage, if you're in a variable, I know a lot of people are struggling in the variable. Yes, your mortgage is really high right now. But once it comes back down, just think of how much equity you've built in that house by buying it at the right time. So. And I saw quite a few Instagram posts this week of, of people that are getting tired of this. And they posted Tiff Macklem talking about interest rates are low. And then... Uh, Trudeau talking about what? Look how low interest rates are, and they're going to be low for a long time. And then, of course, the opposite happening. So, Trudeau's never had a mortgage, so how would he know? Yeah, <laughs> well, he, he doesn't even live live at Sussex. <laughs> no, no. Uh, back to Mike. Mike, we got you back. Hey guys, how you doing? Great, great, great. It's Mike Abrams from Kelly Santini. Hey, oh, Mike. Oh. Thought I'd say hi, and just to just to expound what you guys are saying. On, I've had more calls. I'd say in the last two or three weeks from people saying, Mike. Like, what, what do I do? My Like, the one guy, I'll give you an example. January 1 of 2022, his interest rate was 1.3%. And December 31st, it's 53 And it's gone up since then. And he, he's like, Mike, like, what do I do? Yep. You know? And, and, and locking in is not an option. Well, no, it is. The end, well, the, well, the fixed rates are just as high. Well, I mean, you, the, you know, suite, a little bit lower, yeah. but they're not 1.3. I mean, you know, today, no. a five-year fixed, if you're converting, you're well into the fives. So it's not that much of a deal anymore. So, Mike. No. Mike, you just got to experience what Steve and I experience every day when Frank just cuts you off like that. So I'm going to say sorry. I'm going to say sorry from Steve and I, okay? Oh, no, I know Frank well enough. Though, so I don't have to apologize for Frank. The other people that are calling me are people that bought new builds in 2021 and 2022, and now they're looking to close on them. And they can't. And yeah, they, they either can't or, you know, it's it's now... We can, but it's it's you know it's certainly not pleasant, and it's not that normal excitement when people are buying homes and things like that. Like you know, so sorry. I know you guys are looking for good news, but no, but um, you're right. Though, I, are I, you I starting know, to see people walk away yet, Mike? They're uh, they're trying to, but I mean, the builders make it difficult because you know. Don't get me wrong, I love builders, but you know, up until a couple, even six months ago, builders didn't care what your problems were. It was kind of you know, bleep you pay us, bleep you pay us. They've just started to now, and you know it's getting serious, when even builders and some of the big ones are starting to work with people. 
and say, you know, this builder has a relationship with TD because they've done their financing for decades. Hey, TD's willing to give a deal maybe on these because Frank will know. Frank, you, you see appraisals come back on a new build, and all of a sudden the appraisals less than what the new build costs. Not even close. I mean, a hundred, yeah. one hundred twenty-five thousand in some cases. Where you know, we had a we had a file a couple of weeks ago where the builder and never would the builder allow for assignments, but they're allowing yeah. <laughs> for purchase agreements to be assigned to someone else. And we had a client that gave a fifty thousand dollars deposit. The, they couldn't qualify anymore with the interest rates anymore, and um, the property value had gone down seventy-eight thousand. And the client also gave $28,000 to the person so that they can buy the house for the appraised value because that, that person, so they lost $78,000. I, I had a couple this week that uh, a poor couple who were, we have their house for sale and it's a struggle to sell. You know, they had another agent come through before us list the house, told them a whacked out number, like whacked out. They couldn't sell it. So now, and they ended up, they went and bought on what that realtor told them their house was worth. So now they're, they're in the predicament where they can't sell their house right now. And they're getting ready to close on this new house. And I, I said to him, I said, do you think the builder would, would work with you? And I said, but I said, but here's the problem. The builder knows they sold this for 1.1. It's probably worth about 975 right now. Yeah. So they're, so what's the option? So they're make either having the option of potentially live, keeping their house and walking away from a $75,000 deposit. Which is it's tough, and, and Mike, you must you're probably seeing it a lot more than I'm seeing it, but it, that's that's a reality right now. Yeah, we're seeing it, and the thing that people have to keep in mind is that you're not just walking away from your deposit. I mean, yes, you are, but don't forget you're breaching a contract. Yeah. So what you're liable to the builder for may be more than that deposit because if the builder relists and they sell it for two hundred thousand dollars yet less, if the builder wants to come after you, they're coming after you for two hundred thousand dollars plus plus plus. Hundred percent plus, plus you know those, legal fees, you know those darn yeah. well those darn lawyers. I mean, trust me, <laughs> yeah. to go to court ain't cheap, you know. And I mean, you talk about costs. That's another thing. Like all our costs have gone up so much in just trying to service a client. You know, we've had to raise our fees a little bit just because, just so we can, you know, keep our business, keep our employees paying. Because the other thing too, don't forget, you know, you said businesses with employees. Well, when inflation's going up ten percent. You know, your employees, I mean, both of you, you know, your employees are the lifeblood of your business and you can't do what you, what you do without them. So how can you give them a one or 2% increase when the cost of living is going up 10%? 100%. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're totally right, Mike, on all fronts. And uh, I was talking to another lawyer. Can you, call, uh, can, you call my, can you call my wife and tell her that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, a couple of months ago, I was talking to a lawyer and uh, he indicated that he thinks some of the real estate lawyers have already closed their doors. Do you see that happening too or? Well, the thing was during COVID, it was, you know, and I think you guys were seeing it too, right? Is, you know, That's... it was, it was, well, my, my cousin's best friend's boyfriend just got his real estate license. Can you flip him the business? You know, it's the same thing with lawyers. Well, I used this guy and, and everybody looked at it and said, hey, it's a golden goose right now. Let's get into it. And, you know, you'd roll your eyes because you'd see someone and, it's, you know, it's pretty obvious when someone doesn't know what they're doing or is just, tr- just trying to learn. And now it is so important at this point, more so than ever. It's always important, but whatever professionals you're using, to use professionals that know what they're doing and do it daily. Yeah. You know, and, and the nice thing with Ottawa is the professionals that do this regularly, there's there's a few of us, but it's not like Toronto where there's thousands. Yeah. So, Agreed. you know, if there's an issue like with closing, I can call Paul or I can call Frank and say, hey, guys, this is our client. This is what's going on. 
you know, and the best part is a lot of times we're able to solve the problem and the client doesn't even know there was a problem. Yeah. Because, and, you know, there's no point in worrying them about it. But at this point in this market, you know, it's always important. But, you know, you have to use your professionals that have been doing this, that know people, but also know what they're doing and have been through it, have been through, you know, 2008, have been through, you know, kind of a downturn before and know what to look for. I know there's more hoops for Frank to jump through. Is it the same for you these days compared to five, ten years ago? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, the, the hoops we have to jump through for all lenders, right? And the majority of them come from that. But um, the, the hoops for that, I mean, even when you're selling a house now, I mean that, you know, I won't comment on that absurd, you know, declaration you have to make on vacant unit properties and all that. But that's now another thing we have to deal with. Um, so it is that. And same thing now, you know, with because you mentioned parents co-signing. I can, I can speak to, you know, the majority of people. And it's not just first homes now. It's people's second homes. And they need a second home because they've had, they now have two kids. Yeah. You know, and so you need a bigger house. Uh, well, at least, you know, now, back in the day, they would have said, well, two kids just in one room. But now, you know, the idea is you need a bigger house. Well, now, you know, grandpa and grandma are co-signing on the bigger house, the second house. And sometimes we're even seeing now we're not only mom, you know, the wife's mom and dad, now the wife's mom and dad and the dad's mom and dad are having to co-sign. Which so is driving lenders now, nuts because they, yeah. they don't have the systems. To hold six people on title, which is crazy. Well, I can see because the doc, well, and the documents we get and only have four signature lines, and then they get mad at us when we kind of create lines, and you know, and then you have to look at the parents' property to make sure. And you know, Frank's going to chuckle at this, but the if I had a dime for every parent who said, "Oh, I don't have a mortgage on my on my property; it's free and clear," and you pull it, and there's either a line of credit or an yeah. old mortgage, which it's no problem, but it's just more work you have to do, right? And you know, we're happy to do it and we're still happy to help and work with people. But, you know, when you're a flat fee like we are and we're not like some of, you know, my other colleagues who work on an hourly basis, yeah. it just eat, it just eats into the amount of time you're spending on each file and all that. And, you know, we do a good job regardless. But, uh, yeah, so, it's, so, so, I mean, it's so it's Mike, struggle. Mike, just before we go to break here, we, what was it uh, six minutes and 30 seconds we've had Mike on? So he's a lawyer. So who's getting the bill for this? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever talked to a lawyer for six and a half minutes without <laughs> paying? <laughs> hey, you know what? Frank and Natal, I don't, I say, yeah, you know, 100%. anybody calls me, I don't charge for phone calls. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, anybody wants to talk to me, you're welcome to call and then we'll chat, you know, and, and, and figure out if there's a way we can help. Cause and and you Mike imagine, will talk can you imagine to you, if Frank was a lawyer, how much, ex- uh, how expensive oh God, it is. <laughs> I shouldn't have been. You know what? But Mike will talk to you in your language, not legal language. Yeah. That's what's great about Mike. And, and, uh, yeah, I've had clients that have just raved about Michael. So, so Mike, where can we get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me on the Google machine. I'm pretty easy. Uh, Kelly Santini, Michael Abrams, or... Six one three eight two nine seven one seven one. So, you know, happy to help. I always say, you know, I don't care if I'm work if you have a file with me or that. If you have a question, just call and ask. You know, we're we're happy to help, and, nice. and I we want everybody because uh, if one person's doing well, everybody's doing well. I so. can tell you, Mike, uh, just from you know being in this industry, you're very, very, very well very respected respected. in this industry. Hundred percent. Great talking, Mike. You guys are going to make me blush. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Back with our final segment right after this. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. You never know what's going to happen here. Hey, yeah, know, that was good. Giving you yeah, advice. That was good, though. Hey, lawyer advice for free. What's everybody waiting for? Yeah, and, and, and from and a good advice. And from a really, really good lawyer. Like, my, I'd say Michael's probably if the most, if not the one of the most respected real estate lawyers in Ottawa for sure. 
So He's like the vasectomy doctor. You know, there's one guy to go to. Dr. Weiss. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Weiss. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, that was, was good he called. I actually met his dad one time. I think I told you guys this. His dad, I met him. I did a blood drive. And his dad was uh, get, giving blood. And I, I'm going to misquote the number for sure. But I think he had given blood something like 450 times. Wow. I, mean, I might even be more. It might be 650. I don't remember what the number was. But it was... A lot of times he's given blood, and it was just, it was it was uh, it was an interesting conversation with him. That's his for dad's sure. not a lawyer, right? Because <laughs> it's hard to get blood from a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor lawyers taking take it on the chin right now for sure. Uh, he's bang on though. I mean, the requirements that the lenders now have put on lawyers is over the top, and it's nice for us anyway, and I think for Paul's team too. If you're dealing with a lawyer that knows us, if any issues arise. They call us, you know, if the lender sent instructions and it wasn't what the client expected, instead of panicking the client, they'll call us because they know us and we'll fix the problem yeah. and the client doesn't have the stress from it. And the same thing on Paul's team. They'll call Paul's team, wherever the agent is, and they'll fix the problem before it gets to the client so that we're not stressing the client out and making the client feel like we've done something wrong when we really haven't. In many cases, it's something that's gone wrong somewhere else and that and we're just there to repair it before it you know, gets Good to the client. Good professional relationships. So, so it really important. is. It, it, it's so nice. And when... Clients tell me the lawyer they're working with, and I've never heard of them. It's like, uh oh. So I just, yeah. you know, tell my team just just be on the lookout if something happens. But usually, what they do then is they email me, but they also email the client, and then the client says, "What's going on here?" Yeah. And it's like, they, you know, you could have avoided the client for now. Let me fix it. A lot of times, what we see, and, and certainly doesn't happen with Michael, but with some, you know, he talked about some new lawyers that came in. They wouldn't look at the instructions that the lender sends until the day before, and then there's something wrong, and now we're scrambling to fix it. When they've had the instructions for two weeks and just chose to ignore them, where had they looked at them to begin with, we could have fixed any issues without having to be in a rush to fix it. Hey, what are we qualifying at today? Oh, boy. You're in the sevens at best case scenario. What if you want to qualify for variable? <laughs> wow. Well, so depending on- Eight and a half. Well, you could be as high as that. You could be because, again, I mean, the prime rate's at 6.95. Depending on what you're getting, some banks are prime minus 0.1, 0.2. So, you know, you're talking at 6.75 plus 2 is 8.75. So, um, you know. Some banks are prime minus 2, 0.2. Yeah, for for traditional lending. You know, if you're high ratio, banks are still a prime minus 2. By the way, the big banks generally don't have a difference in rate between high ratio and conventional. So high ratio is when you pay the default insurance, where non-bank lenders, who again, I keep saying, they're behind the scenes, they're funded by the big banks, but they have prime minus 0.9, almost prime less 1%, 0.9 on a variable, where that same bank that's giving them the funds is offering prime less a quarter of a percentage point. So it's tremendous difference in going with a mortgage broker who deals with non-bank lenders because... They really are. And, I, and I'll say to some clients, listen, taking a five-year to qualify, this is, this is the position we're in right now. A lot of people want to go short-term because they do believe that interest rates are coming down in a year or two. The problem is they don't qualify for a one- or two-year because the one- and the two-year rates are significantly higher than the five-year. So they're forced to take a five-year mortgage to qualify, and then they pay the penalty in a year or two if the rates have come back down. But if you do it with the big bank, your penalty won't be worth it. If you do it with a non-bank lender through a mortgage broker – 
then your penalty will likely be worth it. I have a couple of my mortgages coming due in October of 2024. And I remember last year thinking to myself, well, slam dunk, they'll be down down super low by October 2024. Well, here we're only about, uh, what are we, 15, 16 months away from that. And I still don't know if they're going to be down by then. But they won't be super low, but I think they'll be lower than they are today. Hopefully threes. You know what? Most Canadians, I think... Can accept threes. Threes is an acceptable. Whether yeah, it's but yeah, the one and three change, one nine and an three anomaly. seven nine. Yeah. The one and change, the two and change are. It was nice. Though. They don't happen. It it's was beautiful, nice. but it's not going to happen always. No, but it was the nice when you got your statement. More normal. It was nice when you got your statement at the end of the year, and you saw seventy percent went to to yeah. principal, yeah. And a little bit went to interest. You know, now when we get those statements, it's going to be a lot different. It's going to be fifty fifty potentially, and it's it's going to be ugly. I remember when it was hardly anything. Yeah. Oh then, yeah, I remember back in the day when you five years later you've paid off ten yeah. grand. Yeah. You know? If fifteen hundred, I remember if. doing. 50, yeah. I'm going five years. I've only paid fifteen hundred. Yeah. Yep. All right, Very birthdays. Different. Birthdays. Uh, I got a few from our company: uh, Fiat, uh, Tony Giorgio, Alani Sador, Franco Briglio, celebrating their birthdays. My beautiful and my favorite sister. She's my only sister, but my favorite sister Maria celebrating her birthday on Monday and. Uh, uh, congratulations to my niece and her new husband and Marissa Bernardi, who used to work here at the Bell Media, got married last night to Maxwell, love of her life. So congrats nice. to them. We had a great wedding function awesome. last night. Are you buying so. them a house? <laughs> they've got a house. <laughs> yeah, they've done well. I have just have one. My amazing closing coordinator at Paul Rushforth Real Estate, Sarah, uh, she tur- or no, turns, she has her birthday on the 28th. <laughs> so happy birthday, Sarah. Nice. Hey, we're going to be off next week for Canada Day. We are. We'll be on, but it just won't yeah. be live. It'll be repeat. It won't be a best of because we don't have any of those. No. <laughs> we looked at the past 16 years. And yeah, we, we don't have find. a best of. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I guarantee year 17, we're going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're close. You were close, we're yeah. Close. yeah. Have a great week. Have a great week. Support local businesses and charities.